Hello, hello, my friends. It's Jesse, your beauty mentor. This is episode 16. We're going to talk about hoarding your past. This is such a good one. I'm just going to get straight to it. There's no commentary at all other than if you hear a truth bomb or something you relate to, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and tag me at I am Missy Marie. I have it linked in the show notes, and let's go straight to it. Chapter 10, it's about hoarding your past. If anybody did the assignment from the last video of what's your tens and your average score of what was it? Let me cheat and look at the last. Your average amount of alignment. If you did yesterday's exercise, either comment it, or if you don't want to comment it, send me a DM and tell me what your average amount of alignment is and I'll share mine with you. I really want to know where everybody's at and like what you've taken from it so far, like what has helped you so far and what you're going to do to like move it forward. So today we're going to talk about hoarding your past and like moving past those things that aren't tens and why we do them. So hoarding your past. I get it. It can be hard to move past our habits and let go of things that might have been in our lives for decades. It's easy to read about letting go of your old story and stepping into something new, but actually doing it is a completely different story. If you're finding it difficult to imagine yourself letting go of the things in your life that are intense, it's only because there's an attachment to your history that's stopping you from accessing your real power. Often, the reason that we hold on to destructive old stories, habits, addictions, people, and patterns from our past is because we haven't been able to accept them, appreciate them, learn from them, and release our history so that we can move into full alignment with the moment. Oh my God, I love that. There's a huge difference between appreciating your history and hoarding onto your history. It's a giant part of what's blocking you from your abundance. We often make decisions based on our history instead of what our heart actually wants right now. For example, do you live where you live because you actually want to live there right now or because you've lived there for a long time? You didn't live any, if you didn't live anywhere right now, would you choose to live in the same place? If you weren't dating or married to anybody right now, would you choose to start dating the person you're with? Would you apply for the job you currently have if you didn't already work there? Would you buy all the same exact food in your cupboards again if for some reason it completely disappeared? Many of us are writing off of momentum of what we did yesterday and allowing it to cut off the fresh inspired desires that our heart has for us when we open up to possibilities. I, I love this chapter. I, I forgot about what this was about, but yeah. It's coming back to me. We're hoarding our history, storing it inside our nervous system, and chasing some past emotional high instead of allowing yourself to be a brand new in this moment and open up to something bigger than what you've already experienced. Our mind often thinks that the best thing we could possibly do and experience in this moment is only the recreation of the best thing that has ever happened to us. I'm not going to say who, but this reminds me of a family member. And it's true, like you're so scared of changing and stepping out of the norm because it's what you've always done. But then it's like redundant. You got to like take a step back and look. It's like if I've always if I keep doing what I've always done, I'm going to keep getting what I've always gotten. So instead of repeating the story and doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, like I'm guilty of it, too. You got to take a step back and be like, OK, this isn't working. What is it that's not working and what do I got to change so that I can recreate it? You know, be in the now. People are out there which with huge boxes of mementos from past lovers trying to re-experience the passion that they felt when they first met that person. Their mind is trying to relive that feeling because it can't comprehend the possibility of something better than that happening right now. I know someone who actually still gets a magazine subscription um, that someone they were in a relationship with 
in a relationship with used to have just so they can feel like that person is still around in some way oh god their house is filling up with all of these unwanted magazines so they can hang on to the experience they used to have with that person there are new things to experience that are being blocked because they're clinging on to what used to be their mind is putting them in lack because the past experience isn't currently happening instead of hoarding our past and living in lack we can learn to appreciate our past appreciate the expansion and depth that you gained from that experience or that relationship and allow that appreciation to bring you into a new open state of receiving and that might attract a better more amazing experience right now so true i'm not saying we need to delete all our past experiences or throw our mementos throw out the mementos that we might have of people that we've loved but mentally holding on to things that make you feel in lack in the moment is stealing from the abundance and truly isn't honoring the experiences or those relationships if you believe you're in lack because of a lost lover a lost career a lost bank account anything that you've ever lost you can't be abundant in the moment it doesn't matter how much money you have or how much external abundance you might have around you if you're reaching for something in the past that you think you need to be complete right now you're blocking the experience of real abundance from coming through you're an infinite being who has the capacity to receive on an incredible level, but you can't receive if that space is already filled with a belief of lack. Oh, 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 I'm highlighting that. <laughs> you are an infinite being who has the capacity to receive on an incredible level, but you can't receive it if that space is filled with a belief of lack. And I'll add on to it. And if you're holding on to your old limited stories. This reminds me of an amazing client that I recently worked with named Mark. For years, Mark had been a caretaker for his parents as they were aging. He dedicated a big part of his life to taking incredible care of both his mom and dad up until they died. He was a caretaker for them for so long that even after they died, he, meant he remained in the identity of their caretaker. He was so programmed to take care of them that once they were gone, he had no idea what he wanted for himself. They were his main source of connection, and even though they weren't around anymore, he still looked for connection through them. Subconsciously, going after what he truly wanted would be demolishing the mental connection and attachment to the caretaker part of himself that got the approval from his parents. So Mark had an old Airstream trailer that he lived in, and I asked him at one point what he really wanted to do next in his life. He immediately said that he'd love to travel to Europe and go to Paris, and I could feel real excitement there that seemed like it was beyond the story that he was living in the moment. I asked him why he hasn't, he hasn't gone and he couldn't, um, he said that it was because he couldn't afford it. The more we talked, the more I discovered that there were many things in his life, like the Airstream trailer and a huge truck he needed to tow it, that weren't nearly as exciting to him as taking a trip to Europe and were actually keeping him from following his calling. I asked him if the Airstream was a 10 and he said, well, I have to have the trailer. He said, that wasn't my question. I ask if it's a 10 to your body. Does it feel good? Does it expand you? Is it something that your soul wants right now? Are you living where you want to live? The more we did the work, the more he discovered that no, the Airstream wasn't something he actually wanted. Hey, Caleb. Mommy, hey, my mommy. eye hurts. Yeah, mama? Yeah. Okay, I'm almost done. I'll be right there, okay? Yeah, Mama. Why is that this, this one down? <laughs> it fell down, Mama. It fell down. Wait. I can do this like this. Careful. Can you sit there while I finish reading, Mama? I'm almost done, okay? I'm almost done. 
All right, so the deeper we went, he realized that he had bonded with his dad over Airstreams. So he was really keeping the Airstream as a way to keep the connection with his dad going. But that was blocking himself from what he actually truly wanted. When he looked into it, Mark found out that he could sell the Airstream for 20K. He could sell the truck he used to tow it for 15K. So if he wanted, he could immediately have 35K to travel around in the world, anywhere in the world. The realization that he could actually choose to sell that stuff opened an entirely new door to start looking at other things that he had that weren't tens. Like super nasally. Another thing he had was an inherited rifle that a distant relative had used in the Civil War. I asked, what if you sold the rifle too? He said, well, I have to keep it. It's a family heirloom. I asked him, do you really need to keep it? What's making you keep it? Is the rifle a 10 in your life? The more he looked at it, the more he realized that keeping the rifle was more of a burden than an exciting calling. He was holding on to it in order to keep the same mental connection to his family going. I asked what he thought about his great-great-great-grandfather who used to be in the Civil War, what he would say about selling it. He felt into it for a second and he looked at me in the eye and then he said, you know what? I guess he would say something like, look, Mark, I'm dead. I don't even know what rifle you're talking about. I've been dead for a hundred years. I cried laughed for like 10 minutes after I heard that. It might be one of the funniest moments that I've ever witnessed. Here's this guy who's been holding on to all this stuff he thinks other people are going to be disappointed about if he lets it go. And the moment he looks at it from their real perspective, he realizes that they don't even give a shit. It's his own mental attachment to his family's approval that causes him to keep everything, not his family. If you think of it, I'm sure you could find at least one thing in your life that's like that. I know I freaking can. Some people might think that the rifle needs to go to a museum, but why? So other people can look at another Civil War rifle from hundreds of years ago, or would it be better for him to keep handing it down the line and giving generation after generation the burden of continuing to move this giant thing from the 1800s all over the place? And what is the thing that he used to murder people with the thing he's supposed to be remembered by? Like, it doesn't make sense. Why not pass down a nice blanket of his? Obviously, I'm not a big Civil War history buff, but I might feel different about it if I were. But my point is, you don't always have to hold on to all of these external things to stay connected to your history. Your history is in you. Often, when we're using an external thing like an Airstream or a rifle to stay connected to a parent or to a great-great-great-grandfather, we're not actually connecting to them. We're connecting to our mental assumptions of their expectations of us. Damn. We're connecting to the mental assumptions of their expectations of us. We're staying connected to an idea instead of allowing ourselves to find a real connection to them through our heart. When the mental attachment falls away, we move into our heart. When we're in our heart, we're connected to everything. We're connected to ourselves, which is our portal to connecting with everyone else, even our ancestors. I'm not going into a weird ghosting here. I'm just saying that's weirder. What's weirder? Trying to stay connected to someone through a rifle that you hang on the wall or finding a true connection with yourself that allows you to actually appreciate and honor them in the moment. They don't need us to keep their guns and old uniforms in a storage unit to feel connected to us. That's our shit we're carrying around, not theirs. That's our fear of not being loved, our fear of not getting approval, our fear of unworthiness. I hope that my daughter doesn't feel the need to carry around all my old Huey Lewis records when I'm gone or my bowling ball named The Beast, or my VHS copy of The Jerk, or my hot sauce collection featuring Dave's Insanity Sauce. That would be such a burden of me to expect my daughter to remember me at that level of spiciness. Although it could completely be a 10 for her to hold on to my Huey Lewis records, and it should be because Huey Lewis is a 10, musically. So back to Mark. 
After a revelation, he now realized that he has a huge potential sum of money that he could put in the bank and move anywhere. Remember the airstream and the the airstream and the truck that was gonna get him thirty five grand, and then not even including the rifle. But he could get that money immediately, move wherever he wants, live for quite a while. But more importantly, he could undo the dramatic tie to his false identity and free himself to be alive in the moment. What would that do for his health, his enjoyment, his security? his inner security and his freedom. He's only holding on to those things because he thinks that they need to exist forever. When you realize that every little single thing in the world is temporary, you stop holding on to things as much as you go for experiences instead. An experience can expand you. An experience can move you into a whole new world and free you. Mark has always wanted to go to Europe. And in my opinion, the last thing he would want to do is go to his deathbed and realize he never got to experience Paris because he held on to the old things that doesn't really bring him joy anyways. So as he released more and more attachment to the story of who he thought he was, Mark decided to take the leap and go to Paris. He told me that he got when he got back on the plane after the trip, he realized that he could now die happy. He said it was the most fulfilling experience of his life and he shared with me that he visited all the places he'd only dreamed about and was constantly being moved to tears at how beautiful everything was. He said that he had, he had never felt more alive than he did while he was answering the calling inside of him and finally doing something that he's wanted to do for decades. Imagine what that means for him in all the other areas of his life. Like think about the new dimension he's opened up for himself now that he doesn't see himself as someone who's limited by what he perceived as a lack of resources. <clears throat> this is good. One of the reasons that we hold on to our history and our old way of being is because we don't have any idea what's on the other side of it. Like, for example, Mark, if you're focused on the loss of something, you could be inches away from the greatest breakthrough you've ever had and completely miss out on what's right around the corner. It's like drilling for oil. Until you've actually struck the oil, you don't know that the oil is there. The painful stories of our past aren't just there to make us feel sad or to feel angry or to repress. They're there to take us deeper and uncover a bigger part of ourselves. When you give that pain the space and attention it needs, you keep drilling deeper, drilling deeper, and eventually it leads you to an entirely new perspective and the ability to connect to the fact that you're mommy. on a new level. Yeah, mama. Can I get my and my Your what? Exercise. Yeah, mommy. I have one more minute. I have one little paragraph this much and I'm done, okay? All right, you have no idea what's waiting for you when you untangle yourself from all your past regrets, disappointments, things that you're trying to recreate, and everything that's blocking you from the real right now. There's magic here where we don't try to shovel all the remnants of our past into this moment. Appreciate your baggage, then release it. Allow yourself to show up fully in this moment. You'll discover an entire new life full of possibilities and abundance right in front of you. All right, so then let me give you guys the assignment. And we're done with the chapter. The chapter was pretty good. Release, rinse, repeat. Okay, mommy. That's enough. I'm almost done. <laughs> Caitlin's telling me that that's enough. Release, rinse, and repeat. So this is what you're going to practice. Think about all the things you have in your life that are based on the momentum of your past. Take a look at all the things that you have in your house that, you don't, that no longer expand you. Are the things in your closet or your garage or your attic that are only there because you had them for a long time and you have history with them? Are there people in your life who drag you down, but you're still friends with them because you've known them for 20 years? Take at least 10 minutes to write down as many things as you can that are in your life because of a decision you made in the past that's actually no longer excites you anymore. 
then let go of at least one thing that you put on the list, whether it's donating that thing, energetically saying bye to somebody. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you're literally going to say, like, screw you, I don't want to talk to you again. It's just energetically, you're no longer feeding it. Cancel a subscription. Notice the space that opens up in you when you let go of some of the weight from your past and you make room for life to show up in a new way. Pay attention in the next couple of days and weeks to what shows up to take place of that thing that you let go of. You're making more space, so you're moving forward. When you notice what shows up to replace it, you can let that be a sign of what happens when you live in the practice of constantly releasing your past and becoming a space to receive the abundance of the moment. I love that assignment. All right, that's your assignment. Y'all better do it if you want to help yourself. Thank you guys for listening today and watching. I'll be back tomorrow with chapter 11. We're almost done with the book. I hope it's been super helpful. God bless you all.